raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Hammer and Nigel. Can you believe these characters are weirdos? So let's rock it! My name is Nigel, and it is my pleasure to introduce the man who watched the Indianapolis mayoral debates so you didn't have to last night. How about a round of applause for Jason Allen Hammers? Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're a people. You're a man of the people. I'm a simple man. I'm a man of the people. And it's how much I love this WIBC Hammer and Nigel Show audience. (laughs) I spent an hour of my life watching the second debate televised this week between Boss Hogsett and Jefferson Shreve. I, along with the rest of the Hammer and Nigel fans, owe you a debt of gratitude. So if you missed it last night, consider yourself lucky. (laughs) If you literally did anything else last night, if you cut the grass... If you walked outside and tripped in flip-flops like old Mayor Joe and busted your <laughs> lip, that was probably a better use of your time than watching that debate last night. Because it was the same old song and dance. Yeah, I was wondering if we learned anything new last night that we didn't already know from the first debate or that we didn't already know in general about these two. It's the same deal. Hogsett goes up there, lies a little bit, dances around questions, and Shreve allows him to do so without any sort of pushback. So the question I had was, is there going to be any sort of follow-up to what Phil Sanchez asked on Monday in the Wish TV debate? Where were you during the riots? Because since that debate, Nige, this story, this leaked email has came out that basically refutes what Joe Hogsett told Phil Sanchez. There was a story from... Importantville, which is a substack that people can subscribe to, that says that fact-finding commission that Joe Hogsett was so proud of and was talking to Phil Sanchez about on Wish TV's debate on Monday, well, there's a leaked email that says Joe Hogsett might have been bending the truth a little bit during that debate. Yeah, Debbie Daniels, appointed to Ho- appointed by Hogsett to conduct an independent review of the public safety response to the riots in May of 2020, wrote it in an email that I don't think she wanted out. Uh, she, she wrote the email to an advisor for the Sharif campaign that said, quote, there is certainly no indication in that report that the mayor was engaged on Friday night and in contact with his people. The report is silent on that point, so it certainly doesn't exonerate him. I'm assuming that email was brought up. Well, they always say when you assume, <laughs> I know, okay, you know I the rest it. of it. All right, fine. That answers my question. So the moderator for the debate last night was Dan Spieler of Fox 59 and CBS 4, and he kind of asked Joe Hogsett the million-dollar question. Another question here from a viewer, and it's a topic that we've heard from a lot of our viewers talking about the social justice protests that descended into riots in downtown Indy in 2020. That violence left businesses and some public infrastructure damaged. Mayor Hogsett, several viewers, including Chris Walden, submitted questions asking what you were doing during the unrest in 2020. At the debate you had on Monday, you said you were working from home. Local Republicans responded saying they wanted to see some evidence or, or proof that was the case. What's your response to that? And, and do you have any regrets about not being more visible that weekend in 2020? Okay. 
Yeah. All right. Good question. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, and here is how Joe Hogsett dances around, skirts the question, and gets away with it. Uh, well, I answered the question last night, uh, last Monday night when it was uh, when it was offered, and I'll be glad to answer it again. Um, uh, I worked all weekend long, Monday night, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Sometimes that was at home. I, I thought that Phil Sanchez's question was specifically directed toward where I was on Friday night, which was working at home. But I came into the office, worked at the on the 25th floor, literally all day Saturday, meeting with groups of not only protesters, but also law enforcement officials. I, I was uh, over at the emergency operations headquarters on several occasions. I was holding press conferences to help the public understand what was happening and why it was happening. Uh, and so uh, that was an incredibly difficult but busy weekend. Now, Nige, I'm not running for mayor. No. But if I were, let's just say I was Jefferson Shreve, my response would have been, that's not what is being reported. There are rumors, there are reports, you were in a rehab facility outside of Indianapolis. Why can't you give definitive proof on where you were that night? Phone records, emails, you claim you were talking to staff members. This leaked email that came out from your fact-finding commission refutes that. Why can't you put the information out there? That's what I would have done. Here is Jefferson Shreve. My response would have been quite different. I'd have been on the scene. I would have led. I would have been visible. I would have been communicative with the leadership of the IMPD. Uh, I would be right downtown where the riots were occurring and the, and the property destruction was, was, was where, where we let our officers stand aside by their orders. We ordered them not to do that which they are trained to do. And that was scarring. It's had long-term consequences to the morale of the IMBD. It is certainly a factor in our, our, our the losses that we've had of officers. And uh, do I just buy into that notion that I'm going to work from home in an incident like that? Amir Shreve would be on the scene right downtown in the Mile Square. Well, at least I think that's the first time I've heard anybody bring up that the officers were told to, you know, let them march or whatever, stand down or, or however it was put. Right. And I'm glad you bring that up. Yeah. Because that is kind of what got Joe Hogsett's panties in a twist when they had the time to follow up with each other. Jefferson, you obviously weren't listening to what I was saying. I was oh. not working from home the entire weekend. In fact, most of the weekend, I was on the 25th floor. I was meeting with law enforcement officials. And, and frankly, that's exactly what a mayor can and should do. And that's exactly what I did. It's important to underscore as well, um, no one was ever ordered to stand aside. That simply did not happen. Were orders given to stand back and give the uh, protesters some room? Uh, I believe they were, and I think it, for the time being, helped the situation. Oh, okay. okay. Really? So that's so much better. So orders were not given to stand aside. The orders were to stand back. And did you catch that at the end? I think, I believe those were the orders given. You're the mayor. You were allegedly calling the shots. 
Why don't you know that? Because it feels like that's a pretty big thing. You know, the most violent stretch in the long-storied history of the city of Indianapolis, and you're not really sure what the orders are? Does that sound like somebody that was calling the shots on night one of the night, the riots, Nige? I mean, I've got a solution. Maybe maybe play the radio traffic of the officer screaming for help. Maybe play the tapes, the uh, 911 calls from the riots. I mean, I remember the last debate, the mayor goes... Uh, hey, look, man, we've had hundreds of uh, protests before with no issues. So what changed in 2020 then? Right. Right. Who gave the order to stand down is what uh, Rick Snyder, president of the FOP, is asking. And that is a legitimate question. So if you've had hundreds of protests in the city with no problems whatsoever, what changed with the BLM took over? And I put that little back and forth on our Twitter and Facebook last night. And Vic Reichart, who we've had on this program before, he used to write for The Star, and now he works over at RTV6, um, responded to me, I was there. IMPD did not stand back or stand aside on night one or two when the gas was flying and the riots were raging. They stood back later and it did a lot to lower the temperature from the protesters. It was good police work, to be honest. All right, so a couple things here. Number one, let's stop calling them protesters. They were rioters. It's Thank okay you. to call it what it is. They were rioting. People died. Windows were broken. Stores were looted. They were rioters. And number two, I don't doubt Vic was down there. He probably was. But we also had members of our news crew that were down there as well. And Nige, we have great ties with law enforcement. You know people. I know people. So I took that screenshot of that response from the RTV6 guy, and I sent that to three different members of law enforcement that were working both nights of the riots, and I said, do you buy this? The response I got back overwhelmingly was, no, it's the complete opposite. Wow. By giving them the room, wow. they felt emboldened, yeah. and it invited more people to come downtown. Has the subject ever been broached as to why a second night of riots was allowed to happen? Has that ever been brought up in any of these debates? I mean, as long as we're talking about this and getting everything out there, one night, okay, maybe some could, I, I wouldn't say excuse, but you could see how things got out of control very quickly. It happened again for a second night, Mr. Mayor. Allison, could you play that last clip one more time where Joe Hawkset gets lippy with Shreve? I just want to hear the very beginning of this. Jefferson, you obviously weren't listening to what I was saying. Okay, was you can stop it right there. So at this point, Boss Hogsett, one of the great scumbags this city has ever seen, oh. no transparency at all, starts getting lippy with you, Jefferson Shreve. You must not be listening. You must not be paying attention. Jefferson Shreve, you've got all the ammunition here. You know damn well where Joe Hogsett was. We all know where Joe Hogsett was. This guy's a total zero, and you're going to stand there and let him talk to you like that and act like yeah. you're some sort of petulant yeah. child, go sit in the corner for 20 minutes, you've got a timeout? Don't take that crap from him. But he sat there and he took it, Nige. And that's what this whole thing is about. That's what's so disappointing about this mayor's race in Indianapolis is that Indianapolis deserves better than both of these guys. 
I honestly feel like there's no difference between these two. One is a shady, non-transparent scumbag. The other one is so wishy-washy and mealy-mouthed and scared of everything. Hell, I'm not sure what would be worse for the city. All I know is that South Park, when it comes to this Indianapolis mayor's election, South Park was 100% right. There it is. If there ever were a song that describes the mayor's race in Indy, the good people of South Park have it covered. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.